live from the Gortnerplex in beautiful downtown Santa Mira. It's the People's Gays. And here are the Gaylords of Darkness. intro so now we're at the podium right i just imagine you walking <laughs> we walk out and then you stand there and they get confused and then... <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is i was stunned by all of the glamour that is here in the gortner plex tonight it's just lush is it not it's dripping with class elegance style there's a chandelier (laughs) which is how you say it (laughs) yeah listen everybody we tried to get bruce valanche to write jokes for us for this he was busy yeah and so clearly uh no jokes (laughs) none whatsoever but you know what it's the people's gaze okay that is the name of the episode, because we're marking 200 episodes of Gaylords of Darkness. I just would like to thank the people uh, for sticking with us, or for just showing up now, or whatever. Oh my god, this could be somebody's first episode. Listen, we're not this classy, like the, the beautiful, beautiful auditorium and all of all of it. We're not usually like this, so don't don't, don't get your hopes up. This is an award ceremony, okay? Yes. Yes, the people voted, Stacy. The people voted and now just backstage, just behind us on, here on the main stage of the Gortnerplex, we have a briefcase woman has all of a, well, she has a briefcase handcuffed to her that she's still waving <laughs> over her head. Full of all of the winners that have been voted on over the last month by by over 500 gay lords of darkness listeners that's pretty great good job everybody that's a good number of people all right well i guess we should tell them who won because you know what else are we gonna do oh yeah so we start with like the like kind of how they start with like best supporting actress you know and make it classy at the oscars we start with a very classy category too we are starting with the coveted prized category of most hotties. Oh, this is, you know, also I will say that, you know, while there were nominees, a lot of these categories had a place for people to write in yes. their own nominees. And you guys did a really good job. <laughs> you did a really good job at uh, remembering things that we were too stupid to remember. Let me tell you, it was a disaster in a spreadsheet, but it was just gorgeous and hilarious uh, to see how overtly acquainted with this show and the bullshit that we've said all of you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Most hotties. You know what was not nominated and not written in, but I feel like mentioning it now because I just watched the movie. <gasps> is uh, I just watched rewatched re re rewatched who knows uh prop night 1980 oh it had been a, a second or two since i had seen it 
And let me tell you, y'all might want to consider nominating that for most hotties one of these years. Oh, yeah. A lot of hotties in that. I got, I mean, Leslie Nielsen. Anyway. (laughs) 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 But we should just talk about what was actually nominated for most hotties, don't you think, Anthony? I think we should. Uh, First up, our first nominee is The Sentinel, followed by Black Christmas. 1974. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, I would, I oh, well, that's good to know. I thought we were talking about the the second remake, uh, <laughs> and then following that with a, a blast back from the past. It's Prey, then Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Oh yeah. I mean, we're really turning up the heat with each title. I mean, it's just the cast just get hotter and hotter. Yeah. And then the remake of The Queen of Black Magic. Oh wow! Yes. So who won? Who got the most votes? Well, okay, I'm taking a secured envelope from the briefcase, and our winner is Black Christmas. <gasps> Ooh, oh. yeah, hotties. Yes, beautiful, glamorous Olivia Hussey. Olivia Hussey. Olivia Hussey. Andrea Martin. Andrea Martin. Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder. What's his name? Art Hindle. Yeah. Oh, he, he, he sent me an uh, an email one time. What was it? Was it for his scam casino? <laughs> no, but after that, maybe it was a Facebook message. Because then after that, no, it was an email. Because then after that, he got hacked, and it was remember that that hack scam where all of a sudden somebody you knew would message you and be like, "Oh my god, I'm lost in another country, and my wallet is gone." Yeah. And, he, and then I got one of those from him also. <laughs> so anyway, that's actually, that's a claim to fame. It is. I love that. Art Hindle tried to scam me. Art Hindle, he is a hot piece of shit in Black Christmas. He really is. And he has a sweater. This is a great, honestly, also most hottest sweaters. Hundred Hottest chokers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hottest um, uh, toilet liquor. What? Oh, lick! <laughs> I thought you meant like with a tongue, Stacy. I was just well. That's what I heard. Out of the gutter. Well, I, I heard toilet liquor, and I was trying to. Th- I'm like, is there a scene where somebody licks a toilet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was... Andrea Martin, uh, <laughs> in between her studies. Look, it was a very confused <laughs> three seconds in my brain. <laughs> uh, 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 toilet. Hooch. Liqueur. Toilet hooch. There Liqueur. you go. Yeah. <laughs> toilet hooch, right. Hooch. I don't like the words toilet hooch together. <laughs> it's upsetting to me. But alas, uh, none of none of the cast um, could make the award ceremony to accept today. That's shocking. It, it's, it, it's been a blow. But due to the fact that they are such sheer babes and it's one of the greatest movies ever made, um, we are still happy to give them this award yeah they can have it anyway that's fine yeah also uh honorable mention in this category goes to there were a lot of write-ins for something that we failed to nominate and we should have which is a little movie called the descent oh my god there's a lot of hotties in the descent and holly and holly (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> do you think just kidding every time we ever mention the descent that happens do you think that that actress has it out for us like she knows <laughs> no she's got her like death becomes her like hate um <laughs> a right. <simple> piece. <laughs> no and we're just fooling no yeah it's just a goof just a goof. Hot Not hotties in the descent, though. Just about the whole cast, I would say. Stacy, who is who's your fate? Who's your dreamiest? Oh, Beth, one hundred percent. Are you kidding? <laughs> Next category is one that you would absolutely expect in an awards ceremony for a queer feminist horror podcast, <laughs> and that category is best detective. Oh, a sacred role. It, this category is etched on my heart. Period. Absolutely. Okay. We love a detective around these parts. We do. Yeah, we do. The nominees for Best Detective are Olivia McKenna from the film One Dark Night. <sighs> <laughs> She's great. She has fingernails, right? That's all I remember about her, and it's why I love her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Sarah from Suspiria. Oh. Who, you know, goes knocking on walls. She counts. She counts her steps. She knocks on walls. She has cake with an old man. Oh. She does what she needs to do. Angel. Yeah. Uh, next nominee is Columbo. <laughs> From Columbo. Because I love him. I also love that we were like so strict about only nominating things that we have covered on the show. And yet Columbo still worked his way in just yeah. because he's come up so often. Uh, okay. Helen from Candyman. Oh, oh queen. Golly. Love Helen. Uh, and that guy from Killer Workout. <laughs> he tries. He tries his best to catch Rhonda Johnson. Or should I say, Valerie Johnson? <laughs> it's not a revelation when they share the name. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? He ends up dead. Okay. Yep. Because you do not cross Rhonda Johnson. No, but look, he he is a good detective because he's the only one that figured it out. That's true. Anyway, did he win? No, I'm afraid he did not. The name on the paper is Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> You guys voted for Columbo. Congratulations, Columbo. He is not here to accept because he's dead. Uh, so I will accept in his honor. Oh, I can't think of a more a perfect person to, to take you. on the mantle of Columbo here. Thank you. You're Mrs. Columbo today. Oh, I wish. I wish. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, uh, excuse me. Just one more thing. <laughs> uh, there are some honorable mentions that you guys wrote in that, honestly, I punched myself in the face when I saw these write-ins because I was like, why did we not think of this? Truly, like, why do we do the show instead of the listener? Like, <laughs> yeah. this just reveals that you all should be doing this for us. It's true. Because this is better than, like, what's wrong with us? Honorable mention number one is Mary Riggs, as portrayed by Linda motherfucking Day George in a little movie called Pieces. As you know, Mary Riggs is a former tennis pro turned cop who goes undercover as a tennis pro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I love Mary Riggs. If that doesn't say best detective, I don't know what does. Yeah, I honestly, this is why I punched myself. Yep. And the other nominee, which just, I know, my face lit up when I saw it. And Anthony, I think your face did too. Oh, yeah. And that is one, Detective Whitney. Oh. From the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. One of the greatest detectives <laughs> this, the entire Housewives franchise has ever, ever seen. Especially since she's kind of always wrong. She's always wrong and she <laughs> always waits until she's drunk to reveal, like blackout drunk and naked to reveal all of her findings. That's why she's the best. But she's incredible. I love Whitney. And she, if she sees hijinks, she's going to get down to not the bottom of it. And That's I right. love Whitney. Thank you. Right. Thank you, listeners, for recognizing greatness. That's right. Wow. I love that category. So good. And how, how else to follow this? But by, you know, we love a queen around here. And so this next this next category is for the Queen of Queens, aka Best Matriarch. Oh come on! Starting with who else but <laughs> Betty Broderick from the Betty Broderick story. <laughs> oh, oh, I was scrolling through Tubi the other day looking for something to watch, and let me tell you. When those Betty Broderick thumbnails come up and you just see her scowling right at you. Her scowling with that hair. Yeah. Oh, God. I just, it adds a year to my life every time I see it. She's just the most insufferably horrible person. <laughs> and I root for her. Oh, and speaking of insufferably horrible people that I root for, this is followed by Helena Marcos from Suspiria 2018, of course. Oh, wow. And we have to keep up in the ante, so this is followed by Shelly Winters as one Mrs. Erica Hunter in The Initiation of Sarah. Oh, yeah. A true icon, a legend. You can hear all about our love for her in the Arrow Blu-ray release of The Initiation of Sarah. That's right. And we would be remiss if we had not nominated, of course, Pamela Voorhees' severed head from Friday the 13th, part two. Listen. I love that it's not living, talking Pamela Voorhees from part one. No, well, it shows her power, her true power, that even when she has become a California raisin <laughs> and is stuck... In a lean-to in the middle of the woods, that she still can command such uh, atrocities from her son. <laughs> what else do we want from a mother? That's right. <laughs> and our winner, Stacy, and all listeners of the, the Queen of Queens, Best Matriarch, goes to helena marcos from suspiria oh yeah and, and she is here to accept she is yeah yeah please welcome helena marcos oh there she goes oh okay. that's it <laughs> that was all she had to say all right that hover round went really fast <laughs> Damn it. we do also have those honorable mentions from our wonderful listeners uh, one is <laughs> the widow Redman. That she is, of course, from the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Faye Dunaway away from the Bye Bye Man. She is standing at the top of her stair landing, uh, waiting to accept this award, but <laughs> it will not be given to her. No, and unfortunately, she will be covered in computer fire. <laughs> yep. And that's the end of her, but you know what? I love that you guys nominated her. Thank you so much, again, for just doing the assignment. Well, keeping it on a, uh, lady, uh... Trail. I don't know what I'm talking about. We need Bruce Valanche. <laughs> but imagine you're single, keeping it on a lady trail by Stacy Father. It's your hot summer bop. I'll be performing it exclusively at Lilith Fair <laughs> next summer. Uh, best final girl. Oh, this is a, what a what a challenge of a category Echelonge. because there are so many great final girls out there and we have talked about a whole bunch of them i mean we we can't even decide for ourselves who is the greatest final girl if you'd like to hear some of the ones that we love though you can go to our website gaylordsofdarkness.com and watch our uh, one of our necronomologue episodes yes which features our top 10 final girls yes you can learn all about them in chronological order, because how could we rank them? But this is not about us. This is the people's gaze, okay? So these were the ones that were nominated uh, in the category that you had to choose from. Yes, and our nominees are... Ginny Field from Friday the 13th Part 2. Uh, Chris Higgins from Friday the 13th Part oh. 3. One of history's most underrated final girls in my opinion truly and just choosing between those two alone is an impossible task well what would you do then if i told you that the next nominee is one sydney prescott from scream oh my god <laughs> followed by laurie strode in halloween h2o <laughs> notice which movie she's nominated for <laughs> <laughs> yeah and finally Sally Hardesty, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One of the, the these are the all times. Yeah, that's. I think that is five the five best, right? Absolutely. Right. Well, I mean, we we forgot Alicia Witt in Urban Legend. <laughs> yes, we forgot her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and who did you guys select as the winner? <laughs> Best final girl is Sydney Prescott of Scream. Wow. I say wow. Wow. Oh, you know who is not there? Is Nancy Thompson. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. We've I would say we need a top six, Nancy Thompson. Yeah, we messed up. We messed up. I love realizing all this after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time to realize it. It's right after you announce the winner. As, as Nancy scowls from outside the Gortner Plex because <laughs> she didn't get invited. Yeah, she's like, you're shit. And we just disappear into a shower of sparkles. <laughs> uh, Runner-up, in case you're wondering, because these were pretty... This was such a contentious category. It was, absolutely. Second place was Sally Hardesty. And third place was Ginny Field. You know, if I had to pick a top three, I would say that is very close to what I would pick. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I would swap out Sid for Chris Higgins. That's exactly. But otherwise. Because for me, it would be Sally, Jenny, Chris. Yeah. Good job, guys. Great job, everyone. I'm No offense. I love Sid Prescott. I'm just like, you know. Oh, yeah. It's a different era of Final Girl. She also is not here to accept the award because we didn't have any money to offer her. Um, much like Scream 6. <laughs> but next up, Stacy. What is it? We're, we're keeping on the lady train. Yeah. <laughs> Choo-choo! And this is a, a caboose you're well acquainted with. This is the, the Lisa Hochstein Just Be Gay Already Award. <laughs> so Thank these, you. These are movies and one person that are not outwardly gay, but come on. Come on, we know they're gay. We know you're gay. You can't hide it from our gay eyes. We heard the sibilant S. We <laughs> we could tell. We saw you glimpsing and glancing. We saw your limp-wristed antics. Mm-hmm. We know there's a Republican senator in a bathroom at an airport with you somewhere. Our nominees for Just Be Gay Already are Crimson Peak. Oh, yeah. I mean... I would watch it again if it was. Thank you. <laughs> Terror Train. Okay. Yeah, all right. The Initiation <laughs> of Sarah. Oh, very, very gay. Come on, folks. We made an entire video essay about how gay it is. Salem's Lot. Oh, yeah. Very gay, uh, despite the novel's constant reliance on the gay slur. Thanks, Stephen King. <laughs> and <laughs> last but not least... One of my favorite movies, Lindsay Wallace, <laughs> as portrayed by Kyle Richards. You can't tell me she's not gay, because I won't she, believe you. She wears flannel. She's got a nose ring. She's a witch. She runs a bar. She's got bangs. She's gay. She's gay. And our winner is, Stacy. <gasps> Are you ready for this? Okay. <laughs> our winner is Lindsay Wallace. No, Lindsay won by a landslide. Oh, I love that. And I could not be happier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys know what's up. We can only hope this pays off with um, a a new Blumhouse Lindsay Wallace trilogy of her own. Oh, my God. That she's actually in. (laughs) Yeah, more than 30 seconds. Yeah. She lives in all of them. It would be weird to have a trilogy where she is dead in some of them. But she lives in all of them. And and it's just her running her business. I will watch it. I mean. In the theater. Oh my god. Like, bring back Chantal Ackerman to direct it. Like, <laughs> it, it would be so good. Um, our honorable mention. Y'all wrote in a hilarious honorable mention that we just had to include. Uh, the Green Inferno. Oh yeah! Queer horror classic. Queer horror classic starring our gay married Lorenza Izzo. That's right. Oh, I love Lorenzo Izzo. If this isn't a story about one woman overcoming cannibalism and and Eli Roth and heterosexuality, then, you know. Oh, God. What a success story. Hold on, I need a minute. I'm going to think about the Green Inferno for a few seconds. Oh, yeah, you're keeping on that lady train. (laughs) It's chugging along, baby. Choo-choo. (laughs) Choo-choo, Oh. Oh, right. I'm doing it now. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, as you all know, uh, this People's Gay Ease is the only awards show that matters. Okay. Yeah. It's the only one that has any integrity, et cetera, et cetera. That's what the banner says out in front. Yeah. This play, this has integrity, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Uh, and so we pay tribute to those performances, those actresses, let's be real, it's actresses. Yes. Um, that other award ceremonies that shall not be named, Mm-mm. uh, failed to recognize. Okay. And this category is the snubbies. These performances, as we all know, were snubbed by other awards ceremonies. Okay. Yep. yep. Okay. The nominees are, of course, Tony Collette in Hereditary. Oh, wow. She is your mother. <laughs> She's mad. <laughs> she is your mother. <laughs> uh, Mia Goth in both X and Pearl. It's just these two performances, which are like essentially like three roles in, in the same year. Can't wait for Maxine. Oh, my God. Can't wait. So stoked. Okay, next up, Lupita Nyong'o in Us. She was phenomenal. Another dual role queen. Like, how much work are we asking these women to do and to go unrewarded? And next is Shelley Duvall in The Shining. Oh my god. I could be here all day talking about that performance. I could be here all day talking about her. She kept that whole building from burning down, and she still found time to not ash her cigarette. And our other nominee is Zora Lampert in Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Just, just wow. And the winner, as chosen by you, the people, is... (laughs) 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 Yep. It's Tony Collette in Hereditary. Oh, Tony. She wins at last. At last. She is your winner. <laughs> she hates your face on your face. <laughs> but, however, you guys, so many people wrote in all of the above. It was an overwhelming uh, amount of honorable mentions go to all of the above, which I fully agree with. It's it's actually quite shocking. I mean, I. How could you possibly choose between one of any one of these? I'm honestly a little surprised. I felt like just the way the zeitgeist was going, I felt that people would maybe veer in a little more towards Mia Goth. Well, I personally feel, can we just give Shelley Duvall every Oscar already? But Tony, I mean, come on. In terms of big releases in the last several years, I mean, this is one of the greatest out there that got snubbed. So well done, everybody. Pat yourself on the back. Or have the person next to you pat you on the back. Whatever you're into. I'm not here to judge. You're not here to yuck any pat yums. But you know we are here to continue giving out awards to queens that are overdue for recognition. So how perfect that our next award is the Ma Commemorative Award for Ma. (laughs) Now this was a close one. This was a close one. Uh, it could have gone any direction, but it turns out the winner, by a landslide, despite how close it was, was Ma. 
Folks, it was if if you didn't vote, listen, it was not close at all. There was only one nominee, and we did not <laughs> leave room for a write-ins because this, was... this award is for Ma, and therefore you should only be able to vote for Ma. <laughs> we still made you vote for it. You know what? I love Ma. I love Ma. Where's the sequels? That's what I'm saying. Where's the franchise? It doesn't have franchise opportunity written all over it. I just. I'm waiting. You know what I want? Now, half of it will be in the public domain. So maybe I can make it happen. And that is the Amityville Horror. (laughs) 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 She, She moves to a new town and a new house. Ready to restart her life. Only sad for her. She moved into you know where. (gasps) 112 Ocean Avenue? That's right. Oh, no. But then (laughs) does she torment the ghost? I'm not sure how it's going to go from there. (laughs) What an angel. Yeah. Angel with a bowl cut. Yeah. Just call me Angel with a bowl cut. Angel. (laughs) That's the B-side. Yeah. Keeping it on the lady train. (laughs) Yeah. Boy. Okay, the next category, I feel there was some confusion. And I this is our fault. It's confusion because of us. Uh the category is biggest broner. Oof. Ooh la la. Now, a broner as we defined on the show is a what is it? A guy that I like, but there's no sexual attraction there. Yeah. Uh, but I love him anyway. Yeah. Okay, it's like a platonic crush or something. I don't know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's like it's like it's like you you you, you got a broner for him, but not in a gay way, right? It's like a he's like a cool dude. He's like he's like kind of like a dude. Like you look up to him. Like you put his poster on his on your wall and you like salute it. Right. Yes. Exactly. Which I know you do with all of these gentlemen. Not oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it's not biggest boner. No, no. Biggest broner. Yeah, yeah. So the nominees are Sam Elliott in Frogs. Ooh, mustacheless. A mustacheless Sam Elliott Ooh. in Frogs. Right. Now, see, this is where it gets confusing. Because I say it's not biggest boner, and you're over there like boy. I'm fanning myself. I'm yeah. doing papers. I'm, I'm pouring <laughs> myself a Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Okay. The next nominee <laughs> is Jeremy Sisto in Hangman. Ooh. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Give me the creeps. You know what? I saw. I was at my parents' house and like, you know, my parents are the kind of people that just have their TV playing at full volume all day long. And they, it was FBI was playing. I guess, you know, the old show FBI, they brought it back, but with Jeremy Sisto and it's awful. It was the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. Even, even Sisto was trying his best, but it was horrible. Well, thanks for telling us about that. Anthony. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. But I still love him in not a gay... Well, I love him in a gay way, but you don't. Right. That's the difference, you see. That's the difference. Boner versus Broner. That's right. Okay. Next nominee is Tom Atkins in Halloween 3. Legend. In Tarantulas, the Deadly Cargo. In Creepshow, in The Fog. 
I love Tom Atkins. Everybody loves Tom Atkins. This is not like it's something special about me. How could you not love Tom Atkins? Next up, George Kennedy, my <laughs> man. In Earthquake and Airport 1975. And he's in every airport. He is. Joe Petroni. He's in the Naked Guns. He's what a what a stand-up guy. Yeah, he is. Okay, and the next nominee. Oh wow. Wow. Listen. Marjo Gortner in Earthquake, okay? We are here tonight in the Gortnerplex. Marjo Gortner's in Portals cannot be overstated or understated or any kind of stated. Marjo Gortner, everybody. Who is his his visage has been cast in bronze behind the yeah. proscenium. <laughs> yeah. Ah, and the winner, as chosen by the people, is Sam Elliott in Frogs. Oh, wow. Sam Elliott. People love a Sam Elliott. I feel like we all collectively forgave him for when he was dumb about Power of the Dog. Yeah. Because I think he actually said an apology. I think he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't know what I was talking about. (laughs) Yeah, he did apologize, which was surprising. It was so disappointing when he said all that dumb shit, though. It was, I'm just like, maybe he was just having a real bad day and then he said some really dumb shit. But then he apologized. He was like, nope, my wife is Catherine Ross and we are perfect and I'm sorry. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then that Broner was uh reappeared vindicated yes back back in action back in action now honorable mentions there were a lot of them uh matthew lillard in scream Mm -hmm. and the cast of friday 13th part two and you see i think those are both perhaps indications of the confusion between broner and boner <laughs> but this is not the gayies gayies. This is the people's gayies. It is. You'll get to you'll decide. So even if you were wrong, <laughs> so, well, the cast of Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. I mean, amongst the hottest people of all time. Oh God, the men are such hunks. Like, I, and you're telling me, and we get Ginny Field in addition to the literal well, the field full of just just babes. I mean, that's that's the pinnacle. But Matthew Lillard, I could see it going either way because I, I do think he's, um, well, I was not classically attracted to him for a long time. Now I'm like, well, now I can see it because I've stockholmed myself, I guess. But I think he's getting a lot of appreciation for being just a weirdo kind of uh, character actor. And I, I, I like that. I like the recognition he's getting these days. So I could see the people being half correct on this. <laughs> it's none of my business. None of my business. Well, it's your Broner. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Next category. How else to follow a Broner but with a ma 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 ma'am? Uh, this is best my my ma'am, of course. <laughs> this is, I mean, I mean, right up there with best final girls because these are some of the closest to my heart in the universe of of queens that we've encountered on this show. Our nominees are the Tea Ladies. <laughs> from texas chainsaw massacre 2003 the remake that's not all we also have nominated mary brown from the blair witch project oh he's got hair oh, yeah it's weird it's not no <laughs> everybody 
Okay, okay, time out. Time out from reading the nominees. Couples counseling. Couples counseling time here on stage in our double leotard. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> How can I not? It's all sweaty in here. It really is. Uh, as you know, one Anthony Hudson likes to do an impression of Mary Brown that includes, oh, it's weird. <laughs> oh, it's weird. You hear that line every time Anthony busts out the oh, Mary Brown. Oh, it's weird. <laughs> Which is not a euphemism. It's the impression of Mary Brown, okay? You want to see my Mary Brown? <laughs> no. Now, uh, I believe it was during Shocktober at Final Girl where I had to write a little thing about Mary Brown because she was one of my favorite characters. And so I rewatched all of the Mary Brown portions of the Blair Witch Project to get a quote. And let me tell you that, oh, it's weird, does not appear <laughs> at all in the movie. She, so... she doesn't say it. No, she just says, it's kind of eerie. Yeah, <laughs> and my special Michelle Yeoh Santa Last Christmas brain <laughs> translated that through the. I mean, it is a it is a candy land up here. Okay, <laughs> lollipops dispensed, Michelle Yeoh grifting, Mary Brown saying this war is weird. It's a beautiful place, so I'm I'm grateful to be sitting here in my delusions. <laughs> okay, I just wanted. I just I had to make it known. No, absolutely. This is an award show and fact checks are crucial. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So we have- Just ask Faye Dunaway. (laughs) The Widow Redmond herself? The Widow Redmond. We have Mary Brown from the Blair Witch Project, who does not say it's weird. We also have Agatha the Medium from Kathy's Curse. Oh, medium. I'd say extra rare piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Man, Kathy's Curse rules. I got it. Jason still hasn't seen this movie. And every time he's like, what do you want to watch? I'm like, Kathy's curse. (laughs) You have to see it. It's so good. And then of course we also have in, in lieu of a name, because who else, who needs a name when you're known by the quote, ain't no skin off my tits. (laughs) From sleepaway camp too. The wonderful uh, cowgirl question mark that picks up Angela and is oh. promptly murdered. <laughs> so good. And of course, how could we forget? We would be remiss to forget shopkeeper grandma from the nail gun massacre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Queen shit. And our winner, the best my, the best my, my ma'am is Mary Brown from the Blair Witch <gasps> Project. Oh, it's weird. Oh, it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) She's a scientist. She's a ballerina. She's contracting with the Department of Energy. Uh, She's a historian. She is a my, my, ma'am. And now she is the best my, my, ma'am. Y'all have chosen. In honorable mention, oh my God, we forgot one of the greatest, Stacey. We did. Despite... The, the screenshot you took that has graced my life <laughs> ever since <laughs> we reviewed this movie for the three inning honorable mention y'all wrote in susan tyrell as mrs b in poison ivy 3 <laughs> the new seduction <laughs> dead in that closet uh, grunting her way through the film oh god legend 
I want to watch that again. I know. Just for her. Did you get the box set? I can never remember. Yes, I did. Well, there you go. It's just a step away. All right. Our next category. Now this, this is, uh, I love this category. Best random character. It's a very fine line between best random character and best my, my man. It's one of those, yes. those distinctions you can't really articulate out loud you just have to even feel it in your soul yes 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 you know what's the difference between a random character and a my my man uh these are random characters okay the nominees are the roller skating hiker from don't go in the woods i mean <laughs> she's a roller skating hiker she's hiking on a trail in roller skates well she bucks tradition she is an intrepid explorer exploress (laughs) okay uh next nominee one of her fellow uh castmates lady painter from don't go in the woods just a couple trees down yeah (laughs) yeah man don't go in the woods is nothing but random characters what a joy of a film it is. Yep. Uh, next random character was kind of, uh, I love this one. The Iron Lady from Halloween Bangs Part 1. <laughs> that maybe we all noticed her when the movie was happening, but then it, it was pointed out online. Like, <laughs> she showed up to the Let's Kill Michael Myers mob with a, an iron. <laughs> you just see her walking in the background with an iron. <laughs> yeah. And she's perfect. She is absolutely perfect. Uh, and our final nominee, best random character, is the Fresh Fennel from Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> Your nemesis. My absolute nemesis. <laughs> I wrote a whole column about that Fresh Fennel. I'm in, waiting uh, for the book. Rumor Magazine, yeah. Okay, and the winner, best random character as chosen by the people, is... The roller skating hiker from Don't Go in the Woods. Yes. She really deserves it. I mean, as much as I cackle over Iron Lady or the, the sheer nemesis quality of Fresh Fennel, she's she's breaking new ground. She's amazing. <laughs> and honorable mentions. These were some honorable mentions that, again, made me feel like a big dolt because we did not think of them. And oh. that is a Kung Fu professor from Pieces. <laughs> Who suffers from uh, bad chop suey and racist and, and racist depiction? <laughs> I had a racist script. Uh, and the models, the underwear models, talking about stocks while they change their bras in Lurleen. <laughs> <laughs> AKA, what's the actual name of that movie? Um, fuck, I forgot it. I'm like the one. I'm like the sole. <laughs> champion of that film and i forgot the lurkers 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 but we all know the font in the title when it has the title card it looks like it's in a fancy cursive that's purple but it looks like it says lurleans those two women who you you person that wrote that in you see me (laughs) i love those women it's one of the best scenes in the whole movie and we have not ceased celebrating queens here on the show because this next category, Stacy, this is also very close to our heart. This is the best small business owner. <laughs> we love an entrepreneur. 
Now, we had only one nominee. Because it was all we could think of. Because, I mean, we left it open for your write-ins, and your write-ins were incredible. We'll get to those. But the one person that we couldn't help but nominate was the, the, the ultimate small business owner of our hearts, Rhonda Johnson from Killer Workout. And the winner is... <laughs> Rhonda Johnson from Killer Workout. <laughs> oh, she is not here to accept because she hates all of us. <laughs> She's so mad. She's so angry that we nominated her. She's pissed off that she won. She got the email and she clicked out of her giant IBM computer and she looked at the camera and she scowled. She was so upset. But we did have a golden safety pin cast. Uh, to mail her so that she can continue to murder with it. Um, honorable mentions, though, Stacey. I mean, we got incredible honorable mentions for Best Small Business Owner. Really did. You guys did such a good job with these write-ins. Like, some of these are deep cuts, too. Like, Maya and Dinny from Impedagore? Those two angel queens? Have you guys seen Impedagore? I'm hoping that including it in the honorable mentions, if you haven't seen it, it'll get you to see it. You gotta, it's it's truly one of the best and most visceral and upsetting, but also like beautiful depiction of a female friendship movies out there. Uh, also, Madame Mabel from My Bloody Valentine. Oh, she of the laundrette. Of the laundrette and of the, the party planning committee. What an angel. Also, thank you so much. We have Michelle Yeoh as Santa the Knot Grifter from Last Christmas. <laughs> She is not a grifter, it must be said, despite my brain, but she is a small business owner who runs a year-round Christmas store in London, and nobody knows why. Oh my god, that movie is so stupid! Like, uh, like, oh, what's her name? Who wrote it? Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson, Emma Thompson just like, like, I think she just, she, she threw some bones, and then she just tried to interpret them. And she was like, I'm going to play a Czechoslovakian immigrant. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is going to run a Christmas store. Like, it's just insanity. How insane, though. Like, last Christmas, there we are lamenting, like, like celebrating that we got to see Michelle Yeoh in a movie. I remember when we talked about it. And it was just like, give me more Michelle Yeoh. And look at her getting to act and blah, blah, blah. And look where we are now. Can you believe it? Look where we are now after everything, everywhere, all at once. Like two years before that, she's playing that throwaway role in the strangest film of all time. And now she's a fucking Oscar winner. And let me tell you, I don't, I don't believe in the Oscars, but am I happy as all hell that she has one? Yes. Yeah. You know, everybody knows the Oscars, like, you know don't really mean anything but they can lead to more opportunities for people who win yes yes absolutely and michelle you need i mean i I, she should be on every screen at all times everywhere that's right at once yes so now she she's an oscar winner but she's not a gaties winner but she is an honorable mention (laughs) (laughs) and last but not least a wonderful honorable mention my god elizabeth bathory game developer from stay alive (laughs) Thank you for remembering the hardworking coding queens. Talk about being a groundbreaker. But I think while we're, you know, honoring these legends that uh, we are lucky enough to to get to to celebrate, we should take a moment to remember those that have left us tragically. We are just going to pay tribute. These are characters that we wish 
did not die, but they did, and it's real sad. And here they are. Bobby Lynn in X, as portrayed by Brittany Snow. Kim Ki-jung, as portrayed by Park Sodam in Parasite. Oh. Kitty in One Dark Night, as portrayed oh. by Leslie Spates. Kitty's toothbrush also. And her toothbrush <laughs> also. <laughs> Beth, as portrayed by Alex Reed in The Descent. Oh. <laughs> Bernadette in Candyman, oh. as portrayed by Casey Lemons. Grizzled Sally Hardesty, as portrayed by Olwyn Furey in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 2022. I can't keep it in. Nurse Marion Chambers in Halloween H2O and Halloween Bangs Part 1, as portrayed by Nancy Stevens. I forgot she died. In both of them. Carrie White, as portrayed by Sissy Spacek. Oh, Carrie! So young! Flat Dog, <gasps> in Terror Out of the Sky, as portrayed by Flat Dog. <laughs> Min Yoshin, as portrayed by Park Yejin. In Memento Mori. Oh. Yes, she comes back as a spectral avenging lesbian, killing all the homophobes. But still, she shouldn't have died. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But sad. Yeah. And Sarah in Suspiria, as portrayed by Mia Goth. Oh. Wow. Gone too soon. Gone too soon, all of them. Rest well, queens, and flat dog. <laughs> oh, flat dog. Oh, well, uh, now that everybody is so sad. Just, well, that's what you'll notice. Briefcase Woman is now handing out tissues to everybody in the audience <laughs> with one of those um, Catholic Church... Uh, reach reach around sticks oh dear <laughs> for the collection bucket yeah <laughs> yes for the collection bucket uh, reach around reach around sticks okay <laughs> it's a catholic implement I'm don't disgrace sure the church the sure pope is, is infallible stacy uh my bad my bad before i get smited let's get to our next uh, category <laughs> Our next category, oh, is a good one. If you ask me. Versus all these shit ones. Yeah, for the rest of the crappy categories. No, I love this. Best Housewife of Darkness. Ooh. Which means uh, 
the nominees are Real Housewives of whatever cast members who have appeared in horror films that we have talked about on the show. Which are two. Yeah, so there's two nominees. <laughs> there's like, it, there's at least like four or five more housewives that have done horror films. Yes. But these are the two we can talk about. Yes, because of the People's Gay Ease is all about movies that we have already discussed on the show. Yes. So the nominees are, oh, a couple of queens, let me tell you. Kyle Richards, as you know, Halloween, Halloween Bangs, parts one and two, and Eaten Alive, we talked about on this show as well. Wow. Yeah. Iconic. Her fellow Iconic nominee is Eileen Davidson, who was on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and in House on Sorority Row. Oh, such a great mean girl. She really was. Like, as as inverse mean girl as to what a wonderful, uh, calm, compassionate angel she is in real life. Yeah. Okay, and the winner, the best housewife of darkness is... Who else could it be but Kyle Richards? Oh my god! Oh, I love Kyle Richards! Well, so do the Gay East listeners. This means Kyle Richards is already... We're halfway through the ceremony, and she is a two-time Gaze Award winner now. That's her greatest achievement. For real? I mean, sure, she was, like, a horror legend and, and it, like, you know, helped uh, revolutionize reality television, but this. It's too bad she's not here to accept all of her awards, but, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's weird we got that restraining order. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's weird. No, it's kind of <laughs> eerie. <laughs> Because we have long hair like a horse. But she was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Best by my ma'am. Love her. <laughs> we're, get, we're 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 not done with housewives, okay? We no. we can talk about housewives and do talk about housewives all day and night, and that continues into this award ceremony with our next category: Best Housewife of Real Housewives of Darkness. What does that mean? Well, so like into the last category, where it's housewives who have done horror films that we've covered, these are the best housewives. You could pick any really housewife um, from a show, a franchise that we have reviewed on our Real Housewives of Darkness episodes. I see. Yes. So we've we've covered Potomac. We've covered Miami. We've covered Salt Lake. Uh, Girls Trip. Girls Trip. So we nominated, I mean, who else to nominate when you think of the, the tens of hundreds of women that have been on this <laughs> show? Who else to nominate but one, Lisa Hochstein from oh. Real Housewives of Miami. Oh my. I don't know how, I mean, it's a real surprise she got on the ballot there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. She's an angel, okay? And <laughs> another angel, controversial angel. We nominated Martina Navratilova. (laughs) Icon, turf, Real Housewives of Miami. Yeah. (laughs) Big turf. So, did we on our queer feminist horror podcast (laughs) create a, a sort of obstacle course by which we forced our listeners, who are likely themselves 
somewhat overlapping with queer feminist identity. Did we force you all to vote between a Trumper and a turf? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but listen. <sighs> we get our kicks, okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. And the winner is Lisa Hochstein of Real Housewives of Miami. And let me reiterate or iterate for the first time, whatever. This is not rigged. This is who you all voted for. And I just say this is proof that campaigning works. Yes. Because most of you probably don't even know who she is. But I've just said her name enough times that uh, she's the winner. You've been on the campaign trail and the lady trail. This, <laughs> I wish. It's impressive, impressive work that you've done. I love Lisa Hochstein. What an angel. This this last season just, has anyone ever looked better? I Let me tell you. I, I don't just mean visually, aesthetically, but I oh. mean just like her yeah. soul, her storyline, her, her red MAGA hat. Like she's just... <laughs> An icon, and his. I love that she took the mantle of main character for this season. She really did, despite really tragic storylines. And you know, while we have Kyle Richards who won two awards, I will say I think Lisa Hochstein is the only person who has won an award and has an award named after her. Uh, that's impressive. She she was already part of the gay, an intrinsic part of the gays before she even won a gay. That's right. So we we love Lisa Hochstein around these parts. We also got honorable mentions written in. Uh, we have the evil vaping psychic from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season one. <laughs> that, that now that is was written in in those words. But let me remind you all that is Alison Dubois of television's Medium. Yeah, the inspiration for Medium. Yeah, that was her cackling and vaping and cursing Kyle Richards. She's a monster. <laughs> and my personal favorite write-in, Meredith Marks's chest plate. Yes! From the Real Housewives of Miami. <laughs> no, from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake, pardon Salt me. Salt Lake, yeah. Okay! Well, the next category, again, something you would absolutely expect to find on the award ceremony of a queer feminist horror podcast. <laughs> and this category is best K-pop group. Ooh. Oh, we only had one nominee, which is weird. Yeah, strange how that works. <laughs> it's because we, it's all we put up there. Uh, the nominee is Mama Moo. Hell, I mean, who else would we have put? Like Red Velvet. Yeah, no one can compare to Mama Moo. I'm sorry. The the welfare sister. No, <laughs> refund sister. <laughs> refund sisters. Pardon me. They would if they had more than the one single. They would be up there. I would have seen to it. I love the refund sisters who are not the welfare sisters. They're not the welfare sisters. No. No, but I'm I'm waiting for the re- reboot. <laughs> I love Mama Moo. Listen, you guys, we made a joke. Oh my god! A couple of episodes ago, uh, where I said that the the Gaylords of Darkness would be ending uh, by June fourth in the year of our Lord's Mama Moo, twenty twenty three, because Anthony and I are going to see Mama Moo in concert. And I expect to be raptured at the concert, which means the show cannot continue. 
Stacy, don't now you've just reset it. Now everyone's going to think it again. Well, I'm saying that that's what I said last time. And then people got very upset and thought that the show was actually ending. Society ended. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very sweet that uh, people would be upset that the show would end. But um, while I mean, I can't honestly make any promises that I'm not going to be raptured. I'll listen, I'll be holding onto your hand as you're getting sucked up into the God's UFO or whatever. Yeah, that's right. But you might pull me up with you. That's right. I could be raptured too, just out of the sheer bliss and, and agony and ecstasy. So that's all I'm saying. What am I saying? I forget. I don't know. The winners are Mama though. Oh my God. Have they ever been more deserving? <laughs> and I'm going to say, have we ever been more deserving? We get to see them in like a month, like a month and a, a month plus. Less than two months. It's going to happen. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then we're going to die of happiness and then there will never be another episode of the show. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I love Mama Moo. Love Mama Moo. I just also thank you listeners that get into Mama Moo. Yes, we have had some that have, uh, you know, started listening to them thanks to this show. And and Stacy, they can listen to them as well as uh, your whole mix. You made an entire mix that's Mama Moo and even more K-pop hits. Uh, the K-popping block. Yeah, it's on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I listened to that. It's good. It's full of great tunes. It really is. Listen, you need some pep in your day. That's yeah. right. Check it out. Check it out. And if you don't know Mama Moo, check that out and give them a listen. And thanks to everybody for voting. Even though there was only one nominee, people still actually voted. And I love that. I love that. Because it's important to recognize the greats. Yeah. Well, we're moving on to best J-horror. Oh, it's tough. It's so tough because our nominees are Pulse. One of the most upsetting movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And so good. Love it. Fatal Frame. Perfect. Uh, Directed by one... Japanese master of horror, Mari Asato. Yep. Queen. <laughs> Godzilla. Oh, okay. Classic. Yeah, it is. And Dark Water. Yeah. So sad. Very sad. All these movies are Depression City. Yeah. <laughs> They're all perfect. <laughs> yeah. And yet, because it's an award ceremony and because of how voting and percentages work, we had to go with one. And you all went with Pulse. Oh, woo. I'm going to say it. Very deserved. Absolutely. It's it's one of the creme de la menthe. <laughs> yeah, man. Along with honorable mention, we did get an honorable mention here. Now this this comes up, this film comes up elsewhere, but we did not include it here in the nominee list, and I'm stoked that it got included here. Honorable mention: Naroy the Curse. Love Naroy. Yeah, when we were so doing good. the nominees, we tried not to nominate movies in more than one category. Yes. So we yes. had to make a choice: like, is Naroy under Best J Horror, or is it under Best Found Footage, which will come up later in the show. Absolutely. Um, but I do love that people wrote it in because, man, that's a good movie. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And as a genre standout, I mean, how lovely to be included here. So That's right. Well done, Pulse and Roy and every other movie on this list. You're all perfect. I love you all. Yay. Next up is Best K-Horror. 
best Korean horror movie. 최고의 한국 공포 영화는 무엇입니까? 후보자들은 곡성, The Wailing. Oh, I know those ones. 정화 헌영, A Tale of Two Sisters. Oh. 아가씨, The Handmaiden. And Punhongshin, the red shoes. Ooh, this one was tough. I would not be able to decide. This is like how how to choose. I love all of these movies so much. That's great. I'm still not over the fact that you just did that entire category in Korean. That's right, I did. I'm so proud of you. 감사합니다. 아직 서두러요. 그런데 매일 공부하고 있어요. That is so cool. I feel like. I feel like I've got my camcorder at the pageant. <laughs> I've got my patent leather shoes on. And I'm like, that's my Les! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud. Thanks! I, uh, you know, still kicking, man. Hell yeah. Still kicking. Ah, uh, 우승자는 <gasps> 콩송입니다! Woo! Oh, the oh. wailing! The wailing is the winner! And let me tell you, while I say that's a tough category to choose, the people of the People's Gaties also said it's a tough category to choose. This was our closest, uh, closest category. Neck and neck. Neck and neck and neck. First place was The Wailing with 31.8% of the vote. Second place was The Handmaiden with 30.7% of the vote. And third was A Tale of Two Sisters with 30.3% of the vote. That's insanely close. I feel that in my bones. I mean, I just love them all so much. I, I, there's no way I could choose. This is the thing. I mean, look at how good those J-horror ca- candidates were. But then look at KO. I mean, this is just proof that Asian horror is the best. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Korean horror, I mean, they really know what they're doing. Yeah, they do. And these are good-ass movies that all have, like, really deep things to say while also being terrifying. <laughs> terrifying and sad and incredibly well made yeah just testaments to cinema so if there's any of them that you haven't seen see them see them do yourself a favor yeah listen now we're veering into one of my very favorite if not my favorite subgenre. we are looking at best found footage Mm, oh this was another it's so tough to choose this is i mean this is it's fully it's fully sophie's choice avenue the street that we're walking down right now (laughs) Uh, because our nominees for best found footage start with the blair witch project you ever hear of it no no me neither (laughs) i haven't seen it (laughs) i prefer the last broadcast uh next nominee (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) next nominee is naroy the curse there she is then we follow that with Incantation. Oh, God, I love Incantation. Oh, incredible, incredible. Uh, much newer film, too. All of these are relatively old, but Incantation is very new. Uh, also, Wreck. Uh, Angela Vidal. Give oh, her a Pulitzer Prize. Oh, she's got one, right? She's alive. She she's well. She's got every award. Diane Sawyer says, oh, God, I wish I could be her. <laughs> And last but not least, Lake Mungo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
I can't. The thing is, these nominees are all found footage, but they're all different approaches to found footage. Yes. And so it's just like impossible to choose a favorite, but people did it. They voted. They're all so different. Four, four of these films were the basis for my found footage course that I did. And it was impossible to ch- like for anyone to choose which was their favorite at the end of the class, you know? This, these movies are excellent, but the winner is the winner, as revealed in this envelope handed to me, thank you, by Briefcase Woman, is The Blair Witch Project. Oh, hey. Heather Donahue still got it, baby. Yeah, she does. And Mary Brown is still <laughs> holding a book on her porch. Yeah, yeah. Pontificating. Oh, Mary Brown. Yeah. <laughs> but because this was such a close, this was also a close category. Um, and, you know, another one where it was very difficult for people. So actually, in second place, we had Wreck. And in third place, we had Lake Mungo. Love it. Which honestly is, is pretty close to how I might try to even begin to parse out my feelings about these films. But once again, they're all so different and all so well done. Yes, I love found footage. Me too. Oh, my gosh. Favorite. Our listeners have good taste. Yeah, you all are smart, sexy people. Okay, next category. We dedicated a month to this topic, right? Something like that. Uh, best non-horror horror Ooh. movie. Ooh, these gave me the shivers. These do not strictly qualify as horror, but they might as well because they sure feel like horror movies for one reason or another. Yep. We, we talked about all of them. Uh, the nominees are Gimme Shelter. It's a documentary. And it feels like a horror movie. There's a murder in it. Roar. R O A R. Bonkers as fuck oh movie. God. That movie is crazy. I just think about it and I get itchy. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of itchy, Parasite. Ooh. Perfect movie, obviously. Truly. Lady Macbeth. I love that movie. It's real good, right? I think I'm like the number one stand for that film. I'm going to say it. I love Lady Macbeth. Florence Pugh is amazing in that movie. God, an angel. And our final nominee for non-horror horror, Martha Marcy May Marlene. Which I'm so glad we did non-horror horror horror because it got you to see that movie. It's so distressing. All right. And the winner is Parasite. Ah, yeah parasite of course it won a lot of other awards but probably the people's gaze is its most prestigious i would say my relationship with this movie is so weird yeah because like when it came out i was like so excited and then i thought but i thought it was more of a horror movie and then i saw it and i was like that wasn't a horror movie but then i there were still things i I loved about it but then i was mad at the hype because there was so much hype but then then time settled and then i was like the movie is in fact perfect and i love this what's wrong with me it's a journey. What's wrong with me? That could be that could be the subtitle of our show. Taylor's <laughs> of Darkness. What's wrong with me? That will be the next poll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with us? <laughs> this show is entirely it every episode is a journey of some type and there's usually self-discovery along the way. Oh yeah. We learn things about ourselves, learn things about each other. And we're learning things about our listeners with this award ceremony. Yeah. Got good taste. Yes. Next up, we have Best Disaster Movie, inspired by, of course, Disaster July, which was another uh, (laughs) proto-month that we did, like, years ago. Was that years ago at this point? That's horrifying to think. 
because I, I, in my mind it was last year. Um, our nominees are Earthquake. Oh yeah, fucking wicked. <laughs> the Swarm. Oh yeah. Oh, and all of Catherine Ross's outfits that she just carries with her on that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that clothes rack, her portable clothes rack, and Airport 1975. Oh, starring yeah. <laughs> now back alive President Pilot Karen Black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the winner for best disaster movie goes to Airport 1975. Whoa. Okay. This is wild. (laughs) I'm kind of surprised by this one. I feel like Airport 1975 won solely because of the presence of not only Now Back Alive President Pilot Karen Black, but also Gloria Swanson playing herself as um, famous actress Gloria Swanson. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I would argue, Stacey, that there there is one ultimate superior disaster movie out there. Mm-hmm. And what would you think that would be? Out of these nominees, my vote would go to Earthquake. Which came in third place! Yeah, that's. I'm surprised. Look, this is the people's gaze. It's not about us, but personally, if I were a people, I would have voted for <laughs> Earthquake. I think. Because, I mean, look, it's got Victoria Principal of Television's Dallas. Oh, with her fro. With a fro. It's got George Kennedy. It's got motorcycle stunts. It's got the Gort. It's got the Gort. My man, Marjo Gortner. Okay. He's real weird in Earthquake. <laughs> it's got He's weird. Oh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Ava Gardner screaming, God damn it! <laughs> yeah, Ava Gardner as like a day drunk in a caftan. <laughs> Please. And then the movie kills its main character, Charlton Heston. Yeah. We've all wanted to see him die. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Earthquake is incredible. I feel like this third place tells me that y'all have not seen Earthquake. (laughs) Watch Earthquake. (laughs) Hey guys, vote. And then they they vote for something that we wouldn't have voted for. And so we bitch at them. Chastise them. Yeah, from the stage. At the podium. Yeah, while while Airport 1975 just stands there like, do I do I come up and accept the award? Do I get to give a speech? Or... <laughs> Gloria Swanson's busy talking about her memoir. It's fine. Uh, honorable mention. We did get enough honorable mentions that it really spoke to a, a missing gap in our coverage for Disaster July. Y'all wrote in The Poseidon Adventure. A lot of people wrote in the Poseidon Adventure. Starring Shelly Winters. I gotta say, it's because Shelly Winters gets to swim underwater. <laughs> Something she should have done in Tentacles. <laughs> she should have been full full scuba gear. Well, we'll get to it someday. Ju- Disaster July will return, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Well, congratulations to Airport 1975. Listen, President Pilot, now back alive, Karen Black, flying us into the future. That's right. But in the here and now, Anthony, I say we take a break. Oh, okay. Um, we've been talking so much. I know. Um, we have to you know, um, steam our throats. <laughs> yes. Let's steam our throats. While we steam our throats. You make it sound like it's code for something else. <laughs> Maybe it is. It Who be. can say? 
you know, you don't know what goes on at the Gortplex or whatever. Where are <laughs> the we? Gortplex. <laughs> Where are we? Gortnerplex. It's not the Gortnerporium. Gortner. <laughs> it should be oh, the Gortnerporium. <laughs> That's the, that's the adjacent shopping mall. <laughs> this is the Gordon Emporium. All of Santa Mira, thanks to a small business grant, all of Santa Mira has been reformatted and is Marjorie Gordner centric <laughs> businesses. I wish. Oh, I wish. Uh, that's your Disneyland. <laughs> Take me to Gortopia. <laughs> <laughs> They've cloned him, like Jurassic Park, like Westworld. Yes, oh, yes. <laughs> it's like Westworld, but it's all Marjo Gordner. There's Gordners everywhere. Oh my God, Gordners a plenty. Be still, my heart. <laughs> anyway, while we steam our throats, uh, I say everybody enjoy. Now you know we are patrons of the arts here. We are, we are. Gaylords of Darkness. Um, and so there's something very special for you, the audience. And that is, I mean, what is an awards show without an interpretive dance number? Thank you. When the Oscars did away with the interpretive dance, I, there was a, I, I mean, that was a massive loss for the arts. Do you notice that overlapped with all the severing of funding to the NEA? I think they're connected. Mm-hmm. So uh, what exactly is this interpretive dance? Let me tell you. This interpretive dance uh, was choreographed by the performer herself oh wow uh she's been working on this tirelessly and it, it while also securing all of these envelopes full of winners and and also working the crowd and get, handing out the tissues during all of her time off she has been backstage practicing these steps um please give it up the following is an interpretive dance to fabio frizzi's main titles to the film Zombie, as performed by Briefcase Woman herself. right oh that (laughs) yeah so we have done something a few times here called the three inning which is where we uh raise money for charity while doing every day of the week we watch a part three of a movie franchise yeah so far i mean in in our time doing this we've well you all not we you all have fundraised sixteen thousand dollars for charities that's amazing like we've never seen that money in our lives it's incredible uh and to those asking like yeah we're gonna do another one hold tight hold your horses steam your throats get ready (laughs) oh i don't like that i don't like that i don't like it well you you brought it into this world i know 
You did. I did, but you brought it back. I know. You're okay. the you're the you're the hippie that accidentally poured blood on the corpse of the throat steamer. That's <laughs> now she's coming back for us. She's coming back. Uh so which bet what three inning watch is the best? Ooh. Okay. The nominees are Exorcist Three. Fuck yeah. Boy oh boy, what a good movie. Friday the 13th, part three. Boy, oh boy, what a good movie. <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Boy, oh boy, what a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wishing Stairs, which is the third movie in the uh, Whispering Corridors series. Yo, go get down. Say, Bunche. Yo, okay, done. It's the fox stairs in Korean. Right. Uh, anyway. And the winner is A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Woo! A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors could not be here to accept tonight. No. <laughs> Sorry. So we will accept on its behalf. Nancy was busy being dead. Wow. Thanks, Anthony. She could have been in the in memoriam now that you mention it. She could have. I don't like it when she dies. She could have. But she came back as Heather Langenkamp. Kind of. Sure. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Runner up was uh, The Exorcist 3, which I... you, Anthony, saw for the first time for the three inning. Have I ever been more? I mean, yeah, yeah, money raised for charity. Yeah, helping people. I got to see Exorcist 3 for the first time, okay? So uh, greatness has also been achieved elsewhere. I love Exorcist 3. It would have personally been my pick for best three inning watch. But what an incredible movie. These movies all go to show that part threes can be lit. Yeah. And honorable mention, several people wrote it in. Of course, Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's, I mean, come on, it's Charlize Theron for one second. Yeah, it's cuckoo crazy. Wow. Well, okay. We are moving on to another Gaylord's Theme Month category that is Best Great Value Slasher. Oh. Now we've defined these a while ago. Great value slasher. It's these are the slashers that you find in the discount bin in the supermarket, essentially. They aren't the the big uh franchises. The big fran thank you, words. They aren't the big franchises out there. They aren't your Halloweens, your Friday the thirteenth. These are the outlier your kind of underdog weirdos. And the nominees are My Bloody Valentine. Canadian classic. Thank you very much. Killer workout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rhonda Johnson, come on. And of course, we've seen many nominees from this film already, but not the film itself. And here nominated, Don't Go in the Woods. Oh, yeah. And our winner is, I mean, because obviously, could there be any other? My Bloody Valentine. I mean, I think this was a landslide victory. Because it's like, it's only a great value slasher in the fact that it is Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's not a franchise. Yeah, it's not a franchise. It didn't rise to the same level of, like, immediate 
cultural reception, I guess, one might say. But boy, I love it. Oh, it's so good. You know what? I even love the the 3D remake. Me too. I'm you give me Harry Warden doing anything and I'm I'm the, I'm down. I'm there. I'm in. Love my bloody Valentine. Our honorable mention honorable mention from the listeners went to curtains. So we're we're just Canucks, Canuck craziness ensues here at Best Great Value Slasher. Canadians know how to make a horror movie. They do. Okay, next category is Best Quill, which means Best Sequel or Prequel that we have covered on the show. And the nominees are Psycho 2, Orphan First Kill, And the 2022 film, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I still cannot believe that we both loved it. That, <laughs> that movie. <laughs> the fact that everyone hated this film. And I'm still talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we're still going there. Yep. Oh, boy. But the winner, as decided by the people, is Orphan First Kill. Hell yeah. Of course. My God. Has a long-awaited promise ever delivered like this one did? Right? Things are almost always let down when you anticipate them like that for years. Well, and just the setup, the whole, the fact that they were making it after she was no longer a child. (laughs) Everything about it said it was going to be awful. And it's incredible. (laughs) It really is. I didn't think that movie would be able to surprise me, and boy, did it. It, She surprises you and surprises you and surprises you while winking and tap dancing and stealing a car and smoking and listening to Maniac every step of the way. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, I'm hoping for Orphan... Other kills. Other kills. (laughs) Yeah. I need it. Keep them coming. Keep them fucking coming, man. Orphan, have Ma adopt her. Yes. She's an orphan. She's a Ma. (laughs) (laughs) That's the tagline. That's the 90s trailer narration. (laughs) I'm a Ma without a child. (laughs) I'm an orphan without a Ma. It's a match made in heaven or hell. <laughs> they could meet in hell. They could meet in hell. And come back somehow. They escape like Mary Lou. Right. And then they target and kill men together. Right. There we go. It's it's Prom Night 2 meets Thelma and Louise starring your favorite franchise queens, contemporary franchise queens. Jason Blum, $50. Please. Wow. Okay. Next up, Stacy, you know when they do those commemorative awards? Uh, yeah, yeah, like for Ma. Yeah, for like for the commemorative award. Well, this is the Joey Tomatoes commemorative splat. Oh, wow. For best special guest star. Oh, oh. I don't know if you've noticed, but like, it's not always just us on the show. That's true. We do have a lot of guest stars. 
I mean, we have had like actual guests. <laughs> yeah, go. You know, go, you know, incredible friends in the industry. Um, you know, famous filmmakers like Luca Guadagnino and Dave Kajanic. But more importantly, more important than those people are these guest stars. <laughs> Our nominees for the Joey Tomatoes commemorative splat are Penny Marshall, <laughs> star of Laverne and Shirley, director of A League of Their Own, <sighs> and noted ghost, uh, Clarice Starling, FBI. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> And her companion, <laughs> Buffalo Bill, aka oh. James Gum. Oh yeah, they're all they're all on the show pretty frequently, really. They're really they're the ones that have stuck through the longest and probably appear the most frequent. Uh, but we can only choose one winner. Our, the 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 people have chosen the Joey Tomatoes commemorative splat for best special guest star goes to. Clary Starling, FBI. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Why didn't I win the award? Penny, pipe down. I, I just think I should have won. I, I mean, I've been on the show a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you show up and you say, look at all these diamonds and nobody knows why. Well, look at all the diamonds. <laughs> Penny, Clarice hasn't even accepted the award and you stormed the stage. I just just looked looked at something about the, you know, Taylor Swift. (laughs) Penny Marshall, everyone. (laughs) Thank you. Briefcase woman caned her away (laughs) off the stage with the vaudeville cane. Wow. Wow. Clarice. Clarice, Clarice, thank you so much for your work. Yes. Thank you, ma'am. Wow, what a legend. (laughs) What a speech. mentions because listeners y'all brought in other great other great heroes and queens that have appeared on this show how did we forget to nominate the star of our own intro and outro and first several episodes uh the ghost of christmas past herself deborah hill i mean come on (laughs) it's been literally probably five years since she's shown up yeah but i mean she was the glue that bound this book of blood yeah (laughs) Uh, in our formative formative times um also written in from pet cemetery we have ellie creed oh my when you motherfuckers wrote in ellie creed i forgot about her what do you mean you forgot about me I try not to hate children. <laughs> Known lesbian, Stacy Ponder. <laughs> Ellie Creed is nails on a chalkboard. She absolutely is. Oh my goodness. Now you hate her, but I love your impersonation of her. What? <laughs> Good. She's the worst. I love when we were when we were reviewing all of the the winners, the the winners as it were. And uh 
and we see Ellie Creed, and then you just uncontrollably start screaming <laughs> at us her for like five minutes, <laughs> trying to remember Pascal. Pascal! <laughs> she sucks! But if they put her in the remake, would you then remember anything about the remake? Would I remember that I had actually seen the remake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last but not least, honorable mention right in. Oh my God. Thank you, people that put Harvey Firestein in St. Maud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on a beach and I'm oh, on fire. I'm on fire. It's so hot here. Am I a saint yet? <laughs> Oh, wowzies. <laughs> I, if I could, the Joey Tomatoes commemorative splat would go to all of these queens. Except Ellie. <laughs> but, but alas, you, you all do God's work here at the manor. And we're grateful for your presence constantly haunting us. <sighs> okay. Next category. Movie you want us to do an episode on. Ooh. And so this was entirely write-ins. Made a spreadsheet real fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're obviously not going to list off every, it's hundreds of movies. Hundreds. Oh. I mean, 500 plus of you filled this out. So, but there was an overwhelming winner, which <sighs> surprised me, actually. Uh, overwhelming winner. And that winner is Megan. Yeah. Mithrigan. Mithrigan. You guys really want us to do an episode on Mithrigan? Like, really bad. Like, really, really badly. Does this mean we do- Is this contractually obligating us to do an episode on Mithrigan? I mean, I've seen it! I have too! It's fine. It's fine! There, we did an episode on it. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I'll say about Megan! I like that she does the dance just like everybody else. I don't know why she does the dance. She does the dance. It's a doll. Yes, we like dolls. Um, I do like that it's a person in a doll outfit rather than all computer. That was surprising to me that they actually had a person doing it. I appreciate The doll is like three or four feet tall or whatever. Yeah, I like when the feet move. Yeah. You know, Brahms, we didn't, we heard it. We didn't see it. And in Megan, we see her move. She moves. Yeah. She moves. She does dance. Um, I assume Allison Williams' character is a lesbian. I, I can't read it any other way after you said that. The other thing I'll say about this film is, I've, have you, it's the Child's Play remake, which uh, the Child's Play remake is terrible. I would much rather watch Megan, but it's the exact same plot. It's Bluetooth. Bluetooth doll goes insane. Bluetooth doll takes over drones and things and upsets people. Murder ensues. I didn't see the Child's Play remake. You never. Do yourself a favor and never see it. I will say, Mithrigan was much more entertaining than the Child's Play remake, but, you know, it was was fine. It's a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. It could have gone much further, I thought. Okay. I think that counts. I think we're off the hook now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have so many others to choose from. Honorable mentions, movies that got a lot of votes. Uh, Haosu. 1977 Japanese film, also known as House, obviously. Oh, so good. Kung Fu. That movie's crazy. Meow. Meow, meow. 
meow. Don't you uh, want to? Don't you want to be the evil like stepmother from that movie and just walk in slow motion in your l- billowing lilac dress at all times? You have to ask. I already know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other honorable mentions that got a lot of votes: Messiah of Motherfucking Evil. Oh, yes. Yeah. Listen, like a hundred and fifty-seven years ago, Stacy Jane Ponder on her blog, Final Girl, turned me onto this movie. And I'm so glad she did. It's so cool. So good. So cool. Love Messiah motherfucking evil. Uh, Another one that we haven't done that people would like us to do is Event Horizon. Hell yeah. Where we're going, we won't need us to see. I don't like that. (laughs) No. I like Event Horizon, but you know what? The last time I saw it was when I was home for, I don't know, Christmas or something. And I don't know what the problem was. If my parents have a weird setting on the TV or for some reason there was a pan and scan version or I don't know what it was, Uh but we watched Event Horizon and it was, it looked like shit. Oh. I think it's, you know, that setting that parents always have on their TV that makes things look weird. Oh, like the reality creation or motion smoothing or Yeah. And it think, ruins everything and everything looks like soap opera. I think that's what it was. Because watching it, I was like, I don't recall it. I mean, I know a lot of movies that we saw when they came out or whatever. You watch them now and you say, Well, that that doesn't hold up that effect or whatever. But I didn't remember Event Horizon being this awful looking. Yeah. So maybe we should do an episode so I can watch it again and redeem it. I haven't watched it since I was like 20 something, which was 157 years ago. And I would love, love to rewatch Event Horizon. I remember the I thing is gross and Sam Neill's naked and on fire or something. (laughs) And it's such a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. I saw that shit in the theater more than once. I went to see it more than once. Uh, another movie that got multiple votes that neither Anthony nor I had ever even heard of is called Body Melt. Yeah, what is this? It's Australian comedy? Every, like, so many people said Body Melt. We don't know anything about this. Who are you people? Because I'm curious. We'll see. We'll see. Well, you, but you guys have given us a list of so many movies to go through that, uh, I mean, this show could just go on forever. Unless we get raptured. <laughs> Sound the alarm. <laughs> but no, we are pressing forward with best episode title. Now, this was a hilarious category because there are what? Like 200 and even though this is our 200th episode, we have like 240 or something episode titles out there. Uh, so y'all just got to scroll through your podcast feeds, through our website, and look at your favorite episode title. And the winner, because there were there was a lot of overlap, there was a lot of a lot of people voting for certain episodes, but the winner by quite a lot was Waterside Fisting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Waterside Fisting was inspired by the, the title. Stacy lifts the title for each episode from a phrase or some a, a connection of words that are uttered somewhere within our conversation for each episode. Waterside Fisting came from this conversation. So I went to the river. There are, there are two gay beaches in Portland, Oregon. Uh, well, around Portland, Oregon. 
And, you know, gay beaches attract gay people, it turns out. I was not informed of this. I was very upset to see so many um, homosexuals in one place. Uh, So I'm walking down the beach, getting mosquito bites. Not a euphemism. Walking down the beach, and then, um... Stacy, I could have lived my whole life not to see what I was about to see. Was there just waterside fisting happening? (laughs) It's like a From Here to Eternity remake? Yes! Well, there you go. I still don't think Stan should go there. No. I am with Anakin Skywalker, okay? I don't like sand. It gets everywhere. Okay? This is this is the path you can follow him down. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. I just cannot imagine. I just, I just can't imagine ever laying on the water side with someone's like fist in my asshole. Like I just <laughs> kudos to those gentlemen for you know for just doing for doing it talk about living your best life and queer terrorism and all that well done well done well done you know it shook me out of my complacence well i wonder if those gentlemen know that there is an award-winning podcast episode named after they could not be here to accept because they're busy <laughs> getting stuck in <on> sand. <laughs> <laughs> they are very very busy somewhere good for them sure yeah okay um let's see well so next category best wig you know we love a wig around these parts even if we don't always know when hair is a wig <laughs> This is like the how to talk to your child book when, when hair is a wig. <laughs> yeah. But we do know some wigs. Some wigs are iconic and come up pretty regularly on this show. And so the nominees for best wig are Laurie Strode's wig. Well, it's, now see, this is actually Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2. Laurie Strode is not wearing a wig. You're correct. So I would say, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis's wig for the 1981 film Halloween 2, or Rhonda Johnson's wig from the 1987 film Killer Workout. (laughs) Which is empirically Rhonda Johnson's wig. Yes. It's part of how they solve the case. That's right. Both iconic wigs. I mean, my goodness. Laurie doesn't know she's wearing a wig. Right. Let alone that it's the greatest (laughs) wig. She doesn't know where she is or what's going on. No. <laughs> um, boy, but the winner is... Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2. Of Hell course. yes! Of course. Which I love that the, that chain of words has now been uttered 100,000 times on this show. Because that wig played a prominent role uh, when we had The Chopping Block, our game show. That wig saved lives. It <laughs> did. It did. I love that wig. Oh, anyway, that wig. there were uh, a lot of you, you guys had some great honorable mentions. Honestly, like 
the write-ins were good across the board for all categories, but this one in particular, like, y'all busted out your thinking wigs and just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Especially when people wrote them in and wrote them in in that format that we <laughs> use of the, like, Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2. And so y'all wrote in, like, Crawler, this time it's a girl's wig from the 2005 film The Descent. <laughs> my personal favorite <laughs> yeah who have you person you you are a legend <laughs> yeah jodie foster's wig from the 1976 film the little girl who lives down the lane yes now see that's one where i say it was a wig oh that was a wig baby i know i'm i'm wig i have wig blindness you you sat there idolizing that wig and not even knowing it that's right for how long i know and our other honorable mention was Robin Tunney's wig from the 1996 film The Craft. <laughs> Which some of us are aware as a wig when we look at the close-up when the wind blows at her and her hair begins to lift off of her head. <laughs> <laughs> and I say The Craft is a film about magic. Is that not part of the magic? Maybe her hair can levitate? I don't know how it works. <laughs> I didn't go to the witch bookstore. Just to just to scare off those other two witches, she she was like, and look, here's my scalp flap. It's a display of dominance. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. It is, it's like a uh, follicular T-pose. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Bust out the erotic terms. <laughs> oh, steam your throat and give me a follicular T-pose. Oh, May West! Oh, oh. <laughs> Happy to have you here. <laughs> Good wigs, y'all. Good wigs. The strictly strotest. Yeah. Just well <laughs> yeah. done. Well done. Stacy, we have reached the top of the award show. Oh my god. We're at the top, and the top category would be what else? What other than gayest? Now, every movie we've ever covered on Gay Lords of Darkness is gay. (laughs) Obviously. Everything. Even the ones that aren't gay are gay. We will prove it. We have Red String, a detective agency, Whitney. We have all these ways of proving that anything you put in front of us is gay because it always is. But the gayest. This is the gay de la gay. (laughs) Of all the films we've covered. And those films are suspiria 2018 of course fatal frame memento mori and knife plus heart this is an international survey of the arguably the gayest horror classics ever made that's right and the winner is suspiria oh what i'm so proud i'm so proud Oh, wow. The movie that we have done, not one, not two, not three, but I think (laughs) four or potentially five episodes about. Wow. That one. But this was also close. This was actually close. So second, we had Knife Plus Heart. Mm -hmm. Third was Fatal Frame. Mm -hmm. And fourth was Memento Mori. You go get down to Bon Yeah. Yeah. 
That's what it's called. Right. Uh, you know, this actually, I find these results curious. While I don't disagree with them, necessarily, it is curious to me that the movie that won really has no explicit gay content in it. Now, look, I obviously have written about, like, say, the Sarah and Susie relationship. Like, this movie is gay. Absolutely. 100%. It's made by queer filmmakers. It's canonically queer, but it was all kind of cut from the film. Mm-hmm. Not included. All of this. And the other three nominees uh, are all explicitly gay. Um, I mean, Knife Plus Heart is gay pornography and is a super, like, full of gay characters gay 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 oh for for days uh fatal frame memento mori which is a groundbreaking lgbt film um explicitly queer i mean to the point of uh political upheavals and controversy and and this was a massive moment in korean cinema yeah, absolutely. And so I'm just, I'm surprised that people chose the the one film out of the four that doesn't have any. And you know, this is, like I said, this is not a slight on anybody or whatever. We here at Gaylords of Darkness love subtext, thrive on subtext, obviously. Honestly, I prefer subtext most of the time. I Because that's my experience as a queer person. Um so much of my time growing up and and understanding who i am and being gay and all of that so much of it was understood in silence or learned in silence or through observation or through uh you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's 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 the it's what we've always talked about on the show the wistfully glancing down hallways 100 percent gayness queerness it it often exists in a place of the unspoken and the gestural and and the inferred and and i mean look at like flagging culture look at cruising look at it's it's everything is is rooted in in (laughs) a communication of the body and moving through time and space (laughs) yeah when you have to have literal code words and you know you have to like know symbology and what does this color handkerchief mean and which pocket and which which ear for which earring and is that a thumb ring and are you a friend of Dorothy and all like we had to move in code for so long and oftentimes we still do and I just I'm just pointing it out that it's a curiosity that our listeners chose the one movie that is of that ilk rather than explicitly gay for yeah. the gayest which suspiria yes every character in that film is gay there's multiple <laughs> gay relationships um but like you said it's all off screen right versus memento mori you get like the first gay kiss seen in a korean film uh knife plus heart like you said pornography <laughs> it's really knife plus heart and memento mori would i say i would say are the gayest but i guess that asks the question how do you define gayest right because perhaps suspiria is the gay lordsiest but yeah how do you define gayest so i, I love seeing that i love seeing that yeah, I'm just bringing it up as a talking point. I'm oh, yeah. Well, I do like the idea that we get all the way to Disneyland and then we stop the car and then we chastise the children in the back. <laughs> no, I'm not chastising. No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying. But I enjoy the idea that we do do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm literally just pointing it out that it's it's curious because I think it's a topic that comes up on our show regularly. And yeah. you and I have both talked about how much we 
tend to prefer that kind of gay cinema. Yeah. Well, and it, you know, it, 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 this came up even talking about uh, Scream recently, talking about the difference in representation for the, the gay character in that or the, the pan character in that uh, in the first one where it's it's she just kind of like kisses somebody and otherwise it's just kind of talked about versus the second one where she's like in a relationship has the gay shirt all of that it's it's interesting and it's i think it's interesting to see as the genre moves forward as queer horror becomes more of a thing um and becomes more explicit but is often used as a tool to kind of virtue signal or you know market to different communities versus really having authentic queerness represented in the film sometimes or less um tokenized queerness it's it's going to be interesting to see what chooses to go the suspiria route and what chooses to go the more explicit route and how we all respond to that and how art changes moving forward with that and with that that's the end of the award ceremony oh my god the gays have been dispensed the people's gays are over get out get out <laughs> Yeah, get out. There's a, the Shriners are going to be here in 15 minutes for their variety show. They come, they come driving in on their little cars. Yeah, fez is everywhere. Their little fez hats. Yeah. Briefcase woman stays for that because she is a Shriner. Like, can you see it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. So she has to sweep, she has to sweep and get the dust mop and all that, but she will stay and put on the fez and get in the little car. But listen, thank you to everybody who voted. This was really fun. You guys obviously have incredible taste. Thank you for all the write-ins and the nominees and all of that and for taking part and having fun with this. It was really fun. Hell yeah. 500 plus of you. And let alone reflecting, taking a moment to, to celebrate and to reflect back on 200 episodes of the show what the hell yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's real nice it's really nice yeah and again thank you to everybody who listens and those of you have been here since the beginning oh my goodness uh or whenever you joined us if this is your first episode hello it's usually we talk about a movie yeah usually Uh, hello this is (laughs) not like us (laughs) yeah uh thank you to everybody who subscribes um i don't know it's nice it's nice that you guys were sad when you thought we were going away that was very kind it was very sweet um so thank you for listening to the show thank you for voting all of that uh and i guess that's it until next time yeah yeah i think we're gonna take a week off recuperate recover figure out what our next month is gonna be and until then you can look at our back catalog and look at our store and find out everything about us except you know identifying characteristics at gaylordsofdarkness.com that's right bye bye promotional consideration paid for by helena marcos sunglass hut